Okay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Dopamine, the show that is like uh, waves crashing on you all day long. I don't know. I, I, you know, sometimes I don't think of these ahead of time. <laughs> then I, I hit the record button and I'm like, oh God, wait, I didn't think of one. Oh, what do I do? And I just, I, I just, I don't know. First thing that came to mind was waves. I don't know why. I don't I don't actually I'm recording on anchor and then like there's this like equalizer thing that kind of looks like waves. So I guess that's where I was going with this. Um, Hi, welcome to the show. Welcome to dopamine, uh, the show that is like waves apparently. And um, today I wanted to talk about honoring mental health in a relationship. And um, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before in many ways, but I wanted to kind of talk about this um, more specifically uh, in the context of, of my life and um, stuff that I've dealt with, difficulties in um, relationships and trying to explain uh, mental health issues and and all that stuff. Sometimes that stuff's difficult. So uh, let's just kick out the intro and then we'll talk about it. All right, let's go. Intro, button, click. Drums, Listen to the 48 Hours Podcast for shocking murder cases and compelling real-life dramas from one of television's most watched true crime shows. Go behind the scenes of each episode with award-winning CBS News correspondents and producers in Postmortem, a weekly deep dive. Listen to 48 Hours wherever you get your podcasts. TIAA is on a mission. Why? Because 54% of Black Americans don't have enough savings to retire. So in collaboration with big-name artists like Wyclef Jean, TIAA released Paper Right, new music inspiring a new financial future. With 100% of streaming sales going to a nonprofit that teaches students how to invest. Stream Paper Right now and help close the gap. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. All right, so welcome to the show. Uh, I should probably explain myself because it's Tuesday and those of you who are our avid listeners of the show are probably confused. What is going on? Why are, what is going on with this Tuesday thing? Well, uh, turns out that, uh, I'm doubling down on dopamine. Yes. I'm doing five days a week of shows. And, um, that means I'm going to be able to play a little bit more, uh, and have different ideas for the show. Right now it's five days a week. So before I was doing Monday and Friday as like my solo talking kind of show. And then Wednesday was going to be an interview and Wednesdays are Wednesdays are still going to be interviews. Um, 
And then Mondays and Fridays are definitely still going to be me talking. And then maybe Tuesdays and Thursdays, I'll kind of mix in an interview here and there, or just like a co-hosted show of some kind and, and be able to play an experiment. Um, and I'm also moving most of my shows to audio only again. Monday will be video as well, but uh, on YouTube, if you're following on YouTube. But the YouTube channel is kind of slowly growing, so I'm not going to worry about that so much. I just want to double down on audio. I love uh, doing audio shows. I love not having to worry about how I look on camera <laughs> and um, being able to just kind of talk or do it on my phone and not have to worry about, you know, doing it in front of my desk in front of my setup is, is pretty nice. Right now I'm using the blue Yeti microphone and doing it this way, but for the most part, um, not having to worry about it is pretty great. So I'm, I'm doing that. I'm doubling down on this. I love podcasting. I love dopamine. It's by far the most successful thing I've ever done and, um, something I really love and enjoy. So, um, now we're going to move on to the topic now that that's out of the way. Um, today I wanted to talk about, um, what did I call this? Uh, honoring mental health in a relationship. And uh, the key word is honoring. And this was a suggestion from Molly because her and I have had a really good relationship. And that is largely in thanks to both of us being understanding and being able to empathize with the difficulties of being in a relationship with mental health struggles. Um, both of us have had our own issues um, with mental health. I have very persistent issues with mental health. Um, she's very supportive of the podcast. She's very supportive of me talking about everything that I need to work through. She's, she's also more of an internal feeler, whereas I'm more of an extroverted feeler. So I need to talk through a lot of my emotions and I need to be there for her uh, essentially while she works through emotions and doesn't need to basically express them out loud. So, you know, that, that comes with its own challenges, but we're being able to be honest and being able to honor each other's mental health struggles has made our relationship stronger. And, um, that has been something that has been missing throughout my life, um, in terms of mental health. Uh, I don't, you know, there, there are, I've had relationships with people in the past who have had their own mental health issues, but um, we were both in a place in, in those respective relationships where, you know, neither of us fully understood what was going on. You know, uh, I, I didn't understand much of my mental health issues really into the last few years of my life and not knowing a sense of self-awareness or how I can even speak to my mental health has been a big challenge. It's created uh, a lot of issues in my relationships and we can't, you can't really honor each other's mental health. If you don't understand your own mental health and you're not able to translate it in a way that the other person can understand and, and really care. Um, but it's also mixed with this idea that in a relationship, people get defensive. You know, we are concerned about our own emotions and as we should, you know, we're selfish human beings and that's just the nature of who we are as people. Uh, and that becomes, that becomes tricky. Uh, that's like probably one of the most difficult things in a relationship is balancing the love that you give to another person with the love that you need as a person and honoring mental health is, you know, like, like kind of a true expression of love. Like you're, you're able to really love a person and, um, be there for them and, and help them through some really difficult stuff that is different from the quote unquote normal. So that, that is a challenge unto itself, being able to 
not only acknowledge your own mental health struggle, but to be able to listen to and acknowledge and adjust to someone else, someone else's mental health struggle in a way that still shows that you're loving and caring and supportive of them. And I, I think that's a struggle that a lot of people have is like, we get really scared of having our feelings hurt or having to change our lives or having to do something different or having to just deal with things beyond ourselves. And that's really, that's really hard. It's, it's genuinely difficult. Uh, and especially if you're not a person who is someone that is aware of your need for self-development or not aware of your own behaviors and how that affects other people, it's going to be hard to realize that, you know, that's not really what love is. <laughs> I want to do another episode on that. Like, what is love? Baby, don't hurt me. Is it lady? Don't hurt me. I think it's lady. Don't I'm going to play that song at the end of this podcast, by the way, for those of you listening on anchor. Um, and uh, I'll do another episode on one. What is love? Because man, that's complicated, but honoring mental health in a relationship is about genuinely listening, listening to what they know about themselves, listening to what they've experienced, listening to the struggles that they have day to day, and being able to separate your defensiveness or your sense of insecurity or anything like that from what they're saying, essentially not taking it personally because their mental health struggle is not about you. It can't be. How, how does that make any sense? How does it make the sense that someone having bipolar disorder is about ruining you? That doesn't make any sense. Like what, why, why? Uh, and realizing that your emotional response to that is something that you need to work through. So if you're not honoring what your per- your your partner is going through, then you probably shouldn't be with that person, or they shouldn't be with you rather because you're kind of a jerk. <laughs> um, um, but the point is like patience and support. You know, being there for your partner, being there for each other, being there, especially in those darker moments. Or, you know, being there doesn't necessarily mean literally being there, but that means like asking what they need and honoring what they need. If someone needs you to take a step back and let them give them some room to breathe, then do that. Um, If that means to kind of stop nagging them about something, then maybe that's what needs to happen. Um, But understand also as the person who needs the room, as the person who's dealing with mental health, that mental health is not an excuse to be a jerk to your partner. So it goes both ways because for, I think it's easier for Molly and I, because we're both people that are acknowledging that we have difficulties. We're acknowledging and being open about the fact that we're working through things and continuing to uh, develop and grow and talk about that development. It's, it's easy for us to, to have that growth and, and, have that growth mindset because we can empathize with what's going on. If it's a situation where one person has a mental health struggle and the other person doesn't, obviously that's much more difficult. There's a, there's kind of a break in empathy there, but what you can do is try to cognitively understand the other person or to find a way to help them translate it into a way that you can understand. So again, it's about talking through it. It's about asking questions and trying not to jump to conclusions about why they're feeling the way they're feeling or to offer support and suggestions, you know, support them if they want to go to therapy, help them financially if you can um, to go to therapy 
And again, the person that is suffering from mental health struggles, you can't use that as an excuse to be a jerk to the person who is not dealing with mental health struggles. You can't just be like, I'm not doing the dishes and screw off because I have bipolar and this is just who I am. And no, that's not how that works either. Um, I've got bipolar disorder. It's cyclothymia. It's a low grade bipolar disorder. Um, and if you're having an episode, it's very different from day to day life. And if you have an episode or you understand what leads to an episode, you can inform your partner about what those things are in a way that's like caring and helpful and understanding because there's the tricky part of that too. Is like, if you're telling someone that they can't, you know, it's better for me if you don't do this, then you're going to cause the other person to walk on eggshells. And that's not respectful either. It's mutual respect, right? Like the person who is dealing with mental health struggles isn't getting necessarily special privileges because love goes both ways and honoring the relationship is about doing things both ways. That means supporting yourself uh, in your mental health struggle more than the other person is, but also accepting and asking for support and respect from the other person as you continue to go along. So really it's, it's tricky, (laughs) but it's again, understanding that nuance and being able to work with each other and talk to each other is going to, and be open and be supportive with one another is going to continue to foster growth as you go along. It's not like you're going to have one conversation and you're going to be able to continually understand each other. It's an ongoing process. It's about, It's about saying if somebody, let's say you're dealing with someone who has bipolar disorder or something that is triggered uh, or or something that has a, um, that has a trigger effect. Meaning if somebody's, you know, for me, like very loud noises can alter my mood. And, and what I mean by that is like, it will alter my mood uncontrollably and instantly. And what happens is if I experience something, let's say like Molly does something where she like slams something and she doesn't really do that. So, but this is just an example. Let's say that she, she'll slam something and I'll have to say to her, like, can you please, please don't do that. That's, um, that's, that's kind of, kind of shift me into a mood and please be delicate if you can. Um, and, you know, find ways to speak to each other that is honest about what's going on. And it's not just about trying to control the other person. And that's the difference. That's one of the big differences is, is, is being honest and earnest about the fact that what you're requesting, requesting, not demanding, but what you're requesting is in service of keeping, you know, your mental health in a good place and keeping your relationship in a good place. And it's not about controlling the other person. And you, as the person who is receiving that advice or that's receiving that request, you know, has to be someone that's not taking it personally. And you're understanding that they're just trying to keep their mental health in check. And honestly, it's not that difficult to just be conscious of the fact that you need to put this down a little bit later or whatever. So, but again, it's not something that's going to instantly change. So you have to be persistent with each other and you have to continuously be persistent in your caring and support of each other. So it's not like, you know, after a few times, if they don't continue to change, you can't just be like, I fucking told you, you need to do this. And like, that's when relationships get really shitty. When people start to like get really impatient with each other, when they start to, demand things of each other and it becomes about control as opposed to respect. But again, it's a two way street. 
If you're asking for a certain level of respect and you don't get it, I understand that that's frustrating, but those are things that you need to start considering the seriousness of a relationship because anyone that loves you and cares about you and honors you is going to work at making that change. And sometimes showing that you're working towards that change is just as important as being able to immediately make that change. Some changes are harder than others. Again, if it was like the slamming down thing, if it's something, if that's the thing that you've been doing since you were a kid, it's not going to change overnight because it's something you have to adjust for another person. It's going to take some time, but you know, even just the acknowledgement of like, you do it by accident once and then you're like, oh, sorry, I didn't mean to do that. I'm sorry. I'm working on it. And you know, that's, it's a degree of respect. You're like, you're conscious of it. You're, you're understanding, but it's not about walking on eggshells and being scared of the other person. It's just about, again, respect and understanding that like, this is a little thing that needs to change. Um, and, and continuing to, to work through that and, and grow with that. So honoring mental health in a relationship is about respect and boundaries. And if you're someone who, especially if you're someone who is a, someone dealing with mental health and you understand your mental health really well, and you're with someone who doesn't understand your mental health and they just dismiss it, then that's a huge red flag. Um, you know, continuing to not respect who you are or, or try to dismiss or belittle who you are and what you're dealing with uh, is, is just not about, it's not respectful. It's not about who you are as a person. And they're probably not even keeping you around because they love and care about you. They're keeping you around because it's safe and it's comfortable. So, and I know this is hard to think about because it's, it's something that is very uncomfortable for a lot of people to think about the fact that we need to set boundaries. And sometimes setting those boundaries means making a big change. That means leaving someone that means packing up and going. That means, uh, potentially getting into a manic shift because you have to, uh, change your life. You know, that means sometimes not talking to your mom as much. That means talking, you know, distancing people from your lives that you really love and care about because you have to make a change. And in this context, we're talking about relationships, but that applies to anything, which is why I mentioned like your mom or your friends, you know, sometimes setting boundaries is going to be difficult and I'm going to have to leave it in your hands to understand and to be aware of when that is. But, you know, the one thing I like to leave people with and the one thing that I like to, um, that I think about for myself is the fact that I'm the person that I'm going to be spending the most amount of time in my life with. So why not put myself first? And that means in like the most serious way possible, because in life, in relationships, yes, you should try. And that's such a loaded fucking word that I hate it, but you should do everything you can to talk through the relationship, to try to figure out if you're really genuinely respecting and loving each other, uh, you know, trying to work through little issues and work through problems and, and figure out if something is superficial, superficial versus something that is dead serious and something that you cannot continue to persist and live with for X amount of time for forever or whatever. I hate that term. Why do we say that we're going to be together forever? Like that's, you don't know that. (laughs) Stop it. (laughs) You know? Um, Anyway, that's another cynical thing. I'm going to talk about that in another show too. Um, But, you know, honor and love and respect and care for each other. And if someone's not respecting you, you have 
permission to go try something else. You should not push through something because you made a earthly vow to something. And I'm talking about, I'm talking about relationships in terms of dating or marriage. And I know it's going to take a little bit more time. It's going to take a little bit more thought when it comes to a marriage or it comes to something that is like a longer term bond. But the message reigns true. Like if someone's genuinely not respecting you, and I'm not saying love because love is confusing. Love is emotional. But I mean respect. Respect as in they're listening to you. They're not taking things personal. They're not mixing what you're saying with their emotions and conflating things. And, you know, it's about consistency. If, if you're being real and being honest about what you're dealing with, and if you're seeking help as a person who's dealing with mental health issues, because if you're just like sitting there and dealing with the worst of the world and not trying to fix anything or trying to be self-developed, self-developing or going through therapy or seeking medication, which I do or do not recommend. I can't say this is not a, I'm not a, this is the disclaimer part. I'm not a mental health professional. I can't tell you what to do, but if, if you're not um, aware of it and you're not trying to grow as a person, how can you expect the other person to, you know, to, to be there for you? Because the, again, your mental health is not their responsibility. So it's, it's, it's a balance. It's a mutual thing. You know, the person who is not dealing with mental health issues um, needs to be patient. They need to be respectful. They need to understand that this is a part of who you are and who your life, uh, what you're dealing with in life and, you know, kind of adjust life to that. And it's not going to be ideal. Most of most, even healthy relationships are often not ideal. So it's not even a topic, but um, with mental health stuff, if you're dealing with mental health, like you just got to continue to try to work through and grow. If you're not dealing with mental health, ask questions, honor it, keep your own emotions, like not locked down. But if, if it's, if something you're projecting is about you an insecurity or whatever, you know, speak to the core of it, but you know, be, be a little bit more real about what it is you're dealing with and, and respect each other and have just a little bit more patience for each other. So, um, I know that was complex and difficult and it's hard for me to speak to all the things and I can't necessarily tell everyone what you should or shouldn't do, but I do honestly feel that the core of it and honoring mental health in a relationship is about respect and defining respect for each other. And if you're not respecting each other, if the person who has mental health is not respecting you and using mental health as as an excuse to abuse and control and, run over you, you have the permission to leave. And if you are the person who is um, suffering from mental health and not getting support from the other person, and they're also trying to control you or belittle you or reduce your mental health to uh, simple terms that are, you know, not helpful uh, and continue to be persistent about their belittling you and breaking you down, uh, then you also have permission to leave. So, that's what this show is all about. Um, honoring mental health in a relationship, respect, and you have the permission to leave if you need to. Um, so don't stay in anything longer than you need to. You know, I know we say forever, but 
we work as best as we can to make forever happen, but it's unrealistic. <laughs> you know, you live day to day and you try to make it work. And if it doesn't work, then you got to find a way to move on because for those dealing with mental health, you could literally just not survive. And that's why it's a big deal to talk about it. So, um, this, this episode feels like something where there's going to be some controversy. So if you've got things you need to say, please be respectful, but feel free to call in um, if you want to on Anchor or leave me a message at Rival My Design on all the social channels. And um, that's it. And I also want to let you guys know I have my podcast course is available on cnotes.thinkific.com. Everything I've learned about podcasting over the last few years from conception to execution about um, – uh, we talk about insecurities. We talk about mindset. We talk about marketing. We talk about sponsors. We talk about guests. We talk about um, naming your podcast and descriptions, SEO, all this stuff. There's just so much. And it's it's really, really worth it. If you're trying to start a podcast and if you've got the money to swing it, it'll, it'll really give you a boost and a way to um, get things going. So um, with that said, uh, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I hope you take care of yourselves and each other. Please respect one another, honor mental health in your relationships with each other and your family members, your friends, be respectful, ask questions and, um, do what you can to help each other and support each other. We're humans and we just, we need some love. That's all. So, um, yeah, that's it. I'll talk to you guys later. Peace out. Hey, you beautiful human. Thanks for listening to dopamine. I really appreciate it. If you thought this was a dope show, then you should wait until next week. But also while you wait, you should go to iTunes and Stitcher and leave a positive review. Positive reviews help me to uh, fill up my dopamine tank. Otherwise, you can send your friends to dopamine.life to listen to the show or hi, my name is Christian.com to get the latest updates. I'll catch you later. Baby, I'm a fiend. I'm a fiend. Oh, you know you got me going off your dopamine. All I really need, all I need is for you to put me on to the recipe, yeah. Ooh, ooh, purple flowers, candy showers in the air. You dance for hours as I watch from overhead. It's a matin, you got me going off your dopamine. Yeah, it's a matin, you got me going off your dopamine.